Hi, this is Jeff Davis. I spent many years just down the road playing rock and roll along the lakefront in Chicago at WLS Music Radio. This year's a banner year for Radio Centennials. That's why I'm happy to wish my brothers and sisters in radio a heartfelt 100th anniversary at 1440 WROK in Rockford, Illinois. Sometimes people just need a really good reason to get back together and enjoy each other. This is one of those occasions. Getting behind the microphone again and sharing those seldom told tales is a special feeling these folks didn't want to pass up. The studio is filled with decades of photos, bumper stickers, buttons, albums, t-shirts, jackets, original signs, and well-deserved industry awards. Here's to WROK's 100 years of broadcasting in Northern Illinois and Southern Wisconsin. And now, more radio stories between old friends on another episode of the Storyteller Studio. Welcome to another edition of Storyteller Studio. I'm Liz Wilderboyer, and now I have the awesome opportunity to interview one of my favorite, my very favorites, Scott McMahon. Hey, Scott. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. This is amazing. First of all, I love what you've done here. I, I love squatters, everything. Squatter spot. Listen, it's an amazing <laughs> squatter spot. It oh, really it. is. The memorabilia, the memories yeah. that really take you back to, and let's face it, every every time in our life, there's going to be some greatness yep. and there's going to be some ups and downs, but oh God, there's some great memories here. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why a lot of people go into antique shows and flea markets. Yep. It's not to buy anything. Yeah. It's, it's, it's to, all for the memories. It's all for the memories. And so if we can sort of do a double dip here and, yeah. uh, you know, tell some stories and do the memories for you, we've accomplished what we want to accomplish. Absolutely. Exactly. So good so deal. So first off, when did you start and how did you get started at ZOK or ROK? I worked at ZOK. Now, I, this, is the, this is the only disappointing part of this. I was a sales rep exclusively for a time. At ZOK. I know, but you were a really cool sales rep because oh. you had some really fun remotes. <laughs> I remember. Well, thank you. You're thank welcome. you. And then this is one of those things where I'm trying to remember dates. Okay. Well, never let the truth stand in front of a really good story. <laughs> so if you can't remember the date, then lie about the rest of the story. Uh, I know you were there with me, so I know it yes. was in 89 at least. Uh, yes, 89. You might 89 have been there, to 91 or, we or 90, time. something along those lines. And you and I had made yeah. ma- many conversations just about the industry. I know. And before we jump into everything here, <laughs> let me just say this much. Okay. We are discussing, in my opinion, the greatest industry. Now, you can talk about different entertainment spheres, and you're talking like... TV. Yeah. yeah. TV's cool. Mm-hmm. TV's great. Um, print. Yeah. And, and now with everything on the internet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all great. Mm-hmm. But here's the difference on radio. There's no makeup. Right. There's no time in a chair. None of that. It's just your voice. Mm-hmm. And if you have the talent to do voices any of that stuff. And that was one of the things that I really enjoyed doing. And that's one, I swear to God, this was my dream job. Oh. Working on radio. Oh, I wow. thought you meant doing our podcast. <laughs> no. Because I, I was, I was going to go, too. you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> but let me describe to you, 
in the most basic terms of what I felt radio was. Okay. And I'm willing to say is to this day. You're out and you meet just an amazing man or woman. Mm-hmm. And you hit it off. Mm-hmm. And you go back and you have the most amazing sex of your life. <laughs> and in the morning, when it's all said and done, in this case with me, because we'd be with a woman, mm-hmm. she looks at you, she kicks you in the teeth, she kicks you out, and she says, get the hell out of here and never come back. <laughs> and now you're in the ditch. You're dusting yourself off, and you're going, God, what a bitch. <laughs> And as you continue to dust yourself off and you go, I'm going back for more. Exactly. We call that the addiction. (laughs) The bug bit you and it stuck. It is. is. But but am I right? It is because because how many program directors have done exactly that? And they're not the woman and you Uh -uh, didn't sleep uh -uh. with them. But no, you did an air check session with them, which was just about the same. Yep. (laughs) And they kick you out going, never come back again. And, and And they meant... Don't come back to my office. Don't come back to my station. But you found another station. Like you find another woman. Bingo. It's exactly it. Bingo. 100%. And it's like, how do we still have all of our teeth? I don't understand. (laughs) Because they just keep kicking. (laughs) They do. do. That's a great analogy. It's sad, but it's a great analogy. But it works. Uh It does Uh work. It does. And and how many times... (laughs) And, and, and you use the example of the air check, and I'll give you another example. Um, sales meetings. Sales meetings, but in this case, uh, as a young man, I played sports all my life, and to mm. this day, if I didn't have two fake hips, I would still be playing basketball. Yep. Oh. But that being said, I was accustomed to having a coach say to me, you played like shit. You mm-hmm. suck. Yeah. I, I, and, and so now when I went into radio – I was, you know, working in Milwaukee as a part-timer and I'm desperately trying to just find part-time or full-time work. Uh-huh, mm-hmm. uh-huh. And I remember this very specifically. I sent an air check to a radio station in Des Moines, Iowa. And I'm doing my due diligence. I follow up. Hey, I'm Scott. I sent you an air <laughs> check. I just wanted to get your opinion. Yeah, no way. You suck. Seriously? Ouch. They were that blunt? Oh, God, yes. Oh, oh God, my. yes. Ouch. I just now, remember the rejection letters. I don't remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I have plenty I of those. Pl- yeah, lots of those. Wow. Now, In the very beginning. Here's another one, though. I sent an air check to, and I'm not sure if you remember this gentleman's name, Jonathan Little. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Everybody knows Jonathan Little. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. He's a great programmer. He's a great programmer. He's yeah. a Somewhere. great guy from Madison. Okay. He worked. Was he, was he like WIBA or something like Z104. that? Z104. Okay. All right. And I sent him multiple air checks. <laughs> and and this is like over my my career. I you know I, I was working here. Now, oh, I want to send him an air check. And I'm working here now. I want to send him an air check. Mm-hmm. And I followed up with him. And before I could even finish saying who I was, he was like, oh, hi, Seriously? Scott. Yeah, hey, I, I, I listened to your air check. And here's the thing. Never offered me a job, but he um, was always willing to give you a critique and say, oh. hey, now listen, yeah. Like, hey, Tim, okay, now I like this, but don't do not do it this way. Do it this way. Yeah. So he wanted to further your career. Bingo. Just, just not necessarily with him. 
Bingo. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's what makes him that's what made him a really good programmer yeah. as well. Because who's to say that two years down the line you wouldn't be his midday guy because of the mm-hmm. things that he planted two years? Wow, absolutely good for him. And I'll bet you to this day. Now, obviously, I don't know what where his status is, is yeah. where he is. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming he's a retired individual. Mm-hmm. But if you called him, he'd, he'd probably, probably say, oh, "Hey, oh. Scott, how are you? Yeah. Oh my, how cool <laughs> would that be?" Right? And it would be a 45-minute conversation. Probably, mm-hmm. absolutely. Wow. Did you spend most of your time in Rockford Radio or most of it in Milwaukee? On air, mostly in Rockford. Okay. And I guess from there, I guess we could probably start off with yep. how I got into the business. That's okay, what my next question was. You're reading my mind. Well, I, <laughs> I, um, and in most cases, that's Braille. Trust me. Oh, stop. Trust me. <laughs> Love you, Liz. Thanks, babe. I know. <laughs> um, I, um, my mother was playing tennis with, uh, and this is in Milwaukee, uh, with Nancy Berry. Now, these are names that you are maybe not know. No. I was a freshman in college, and I went to college only because my parents said I should go to college. Yep. I had no interest in going to college. And I, I mean, I'm not ripping on anybody. Right, right, My right. daughter's a sophomore at Wisconsin now, and I'm so darn proud of her. That's awesome. But my mother says to me, she goes, I'm playing tennis with Nancy Berry. Now, Nancy Berry was the wife of Bob Berry, who was twice named Broadcaster of the Year oh. in the United States. Oh. He worked at when WOKY was a top 40 AM radio station. Did he ever do sports broadcasting? No. No? Okay. No. I'm thinking of somebody else that did something for the Milwaukee Bucks. I can't think of his name. But anyway, go ahead. Eddie Doucette. Oh, that's close to Barry, isn't it? <laughs> they, they were, they were, wow. They were competitors. Okay. But, All right. Uh, and again, I'm, 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 I'm kind of showing you my, my, my side of, of, of my allegiance to Milwaukee. So I, I said to uh, her, can you ask her to ask Bob how I get in the business? Now keep in mind, I'm 19 years old. Right. I'm a yeah. freshman in college. You know, I, I'm taking a communications class. You know, big deal. Yeah. A couple days later, she says, he needs someone to answer his phones. Beautiful. Won't pay you anything, but... You're in. Foot really? in the door. I said, how do I get in? Mm-hmm. So, lo and behold, the program director spoke in our class. <laughs> and so, I walk up to him after he's done speaking, and I said, my name is Scott. I'm trying to get try to do some work with Bob Barry. He says, oh, you're Scott. Because oh, apparently, please. Bob went to him. And asked, Please, okay. come so, on. Yeah, nice. so... He says, Scott, you'd have to come in as an intern. Okay. And so I'm like, okay, so what do I have to do? So I literally interned. I interviewed for the job. I mean, you want to, it was a regular job. You were job schlepping. You were schlepping. Oh, yeah. 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 I got the internship. Mm-hmm. Now, my job was to work with him between two and six in the afternoon. He had a show called Bob Berry Calls the World. And my job was to call celebrities and schedule interviews. Oh, with nice. Oh, 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 my. And, um, <laughs> Oh, wow. I bet you don't have any stories about that time. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, Now, the radio station I was working at as an intern was WISN WLPX. Oh, sure. And they also owned Channel 12. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. The TV station. Mm -hmm. And there was a TV, a local TV show called More. Oh, shoot. Um, Bobby, uh, Vince Felicia would know the... um, Mm, I have to... Bobby... um, Bobby Rivers. Okay. Bobby Rivers. Okay. Right. Bobby Rivers is originally from Milwaukee. He he's now working in L.A. trying to you know as an actor and all that. 
Okay. But he was one of the hosts of the show. And one day, Marie Osmond was on the show. Bob says to me, we, we were having a little meeting before, the, uh, before his show. He says, hey, uh, can you swing down to the TV set and see if after Marie Osmond is done, if she would come up and... Uh, yeah, tap your sources. Yeah. So That's I it. said, okay, so, so here I am. I'm going down. And they were like, I, I talked to one of her people. And they're like, yeah, sure. We got some time. Well, come on up. I'm 19 years old. Here comes Marie Osmond in a full-length mink coat. And my mother uses this example where she says, once I had a man who came in who was so good-looking that my jaw dropped. She came in. Yeah. She looked so good. My jaw dropped. Yeah. I was like. I can't go up to that one. Yeah. And then here's the funny thing. And and this is the hardest part of this is I did not get the process that happens in the exchange when, like you, Tim, you're coming in, you're Mm -hmm. the celebrity, Liz, you're interviewing them, and you don't know each other. No, because you're 19. And I have no clue. Yeah. And I thought she was kind of a bitch. But now (laughs) when I look at it, she was no, she was actually just doing her job. She was like saying to him, she sits down and, and she was like looking at okay, now your name is Bob Barry. Okay. And then she's writing it down. Right. And I thought, what a bitch. Don't you know who that is? You should yeah, know yeah, who that no. is. Yeah. <laughs> that's, but it was but that's the way I saw it. Yeah. But now when I look at it, I'm like, no, she was just doing what she she yeah. was just getting prepared for the interview. Yeah, right? that's right. So, yeah. And you don't realize that they have to have a mental state before they jump on air, whether it be TV or radio, or even a newspaper interview. Yeah. And you sort of have to leave them alone. Like, I want to be left alone sometimes mm-hmm. because you need to get your it's thoughts together. Prepping. It's the prepping. It is. It's the mental prepping. You're maybe not shuffling papers, but you're, you're mentally getting it in line. My mom used to say, turning it on and turning it off. Yeah. That's, that's what it. Happened. And sometimes some people's switches are a little, a little bit longer than <laughs> others. So that would be me. <laughs> wow. Just, just as a side note, and I've Gorgeous. told this story before, I was at Walt Disney World at Epcot. Okay. And I went shopping with Marie Osmond. Yeah. Oh, you're kidding. No, because it was coming up on Christmas and she had to do something for a nephew and I had to do something for a nephew. And they were about the same age. And she had a Disney escort. Mm-hmm. And we just shopped and we got our things and says, hey, nice to meet you. And separated and off we yeah. went. Yeah. So it was never nice. And, and, and that's kind of the way I looked at it. it yeah. Was like, it, it, but, but, but then, you know, I was like, oh, God, I, I, I didn't yeah. get it. Yeah. I didn't yeah. get it. Now- the other interview that I set up uh, that is most memorable is with Alan Thicke. Oh, oh, nice. That's a name I have not heard in forever. He, I'm trying to remember exactly what it was. Are you stealing from the TV station again? Is that what you were doing? You were going downstairs? No, 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 no. Okay. This, was, this was literally, he had, Bob had this subscription. We would go through and we would literally just pick names hmm. and say, Oh, this guy's got this coming up. And I, I didn't get it at first. And then after a while, I realized, well, we just don't want to randomly interview people. We want to interview people that have something, something you know, that, that, that will obviously help them, but help, help us. Yeah. And so you want to be topical and they, and they want to plug something. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I scheduled this interview with Alan Thicke. You know, Bob had his own studio in his, in his house. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So he would sometimes schedule the interviews. He'd say, Scott, have them 
call here. We'll set it up. They can do it at my house. And this is way, wow. way back in the 80s and 90s? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's... it would be 80s. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. sort of unheard of. Why did he have a, a private studio? He, he, listen, he was big enough oh. that he could uh, demand enough money. Wow. There, there you go. That, yeah. You know, there he you could go. do it that way. Yeah. Nice. Wow. Good for him. Yeah. So you would schedule them so at I, his place before well, and after? Sometimes. Sometimes. Okay. But in this case, Alan did his live. Oh, wow. So what I had to do was I had to call and say, we're ready to go. And he'd say, okay, now who? And, and now again, now I'm familiar with, okay, who am I talking with? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm, I'm giving him all the details. Right. I put him on hold. He's good to go. It ends. <laughs> and, and they had a very good conversation. It was a really good conversation. And now we're done, and we're up in his office having a conversation, just going over the, uh, the, the, the show for the day. And I said, you know what? Alan was a good guy. I'm going to ask him if he needs to, if I could go work for him. Oh. So I had his home, because he wow. called from his home. He said, here's my, uh, I called him back at his home. I said, hey, listen, are you hiring? You need anybody? To do what? I don't know. I just want to. He's 19 years old. You know, whatever. He was clueless. Yeah. Oh my God! You did the tennis thing. You did the walk up to the speaker. <laughs> you did the Alan Thick thing. You have the biggest cojones I think I have ever known. I don't know about that. Trust but, me. But the most I could say is no. Exactly. In, in all fairness and in, in, in all uh, respect to Alan Thick, he responded the way any celebrity would respond. Well, you know what? Just uh, why don't you give my, uh, you know, my, call uh, my producer, call, call my publicist, yeah. Yeah. and uh, maybe we can arrange something for you. And, of course, it, it was just more me just asking. There was no, you And know. arrange something for you could mean a lot of things. Bingo. You yeah. could end up being in a burlap bag in the river. <laughs> you, really, you really could. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's fun. Oh, my God, that's fun. Wow. So needless to say, when I didn't have to be on air, I would watch the production director work. I would come in and just literally just sit in the production studio with him, maybe talk a little bit, but watch him edit tape. And that's, that's how I right. learned to edit tape. Yeah, that's yep, right. Yep. And so he was promoted to program director just for the AM side, WISN. How convenient. And he pulls me in and he goes, listen, I know your internship's running out. Um, what do you want to do? Mm -hmm. Would you be interested in coming back here working part-time? And so I did. At the end of the school year, I went to see my communications manager, my professor, you know, I, I, I haven't spoken to you at all. And I thought I should get back to you. Uh -oh. And he says to me, he goes, well, I kind of know what you've been up to. Or no, I, no, oh. no. He clueless. Oh. oh, he said, Scott, you didn't report to me. I had to give you an incomplete. And I knew at this point I was done with college. I knew I was done. I, and, and I mean, no rip on yeah. the University of Wisconsin yeah. Center in Waukesha. Okay. No, no big rip on that. But the communication guy didn't communicate. <laughs> well, no, it was right? my fault. It was my fault. Yes, it was of my course. fault. Yeah. And uh, so I looked at him and I said, so you gave me an incomplete. <laughs> well, they hired me. So you gave me an incomplete. I'm giving myself an A. Yeah, very and good. And I left his, uh, left his <laughs> office. I, okay. Done. Done. And again, neener, no rip neener, on the guy. Neener. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But um, oh god! But you know, <laughs> and, and a little side note is the radio station. The the the, the university had a radio station, mm -hmm. and it was you know nothing special. No, it's just get your feet wet. Yeah, yeah, but but the people that worked at the radio station, oh my god, they thought they were the cat's meow. What was really funny was 
the big deal was to get in the evening or like after three o'clock from midnight, there were actual air shifts that you actually had to apply for. Yeah. So I took my weekend stuff that I was doing on WISN and I actually went into their studios and cut some stuff. Why wouldn't you uh, tap yeah, your sources? Everything. Yeah. So I go in and I give it to the program director at the campus radio station. Uh-huh. And I thought, oh, he's going to have to hire me. Come on. <laughs> so I see him a week later. And I said, hey, uh, Daryl, what's going on? He says, well, Scott, listen, we're going to go with someone else. <laughs> and I went, really? I mean, the rest of the day, I was just steaming mad. <laughs> so now here we are. I'm working there. It's like Saturday night. And there's a bar downtown Milwaukee that everybody would go to, Park Avenue. And as working. I'm working, you're there working. No, I'm just there hanging out oh, with some okay. friends. Okay. okay. And I'm walking into the bathroom. And as I'm walking in, I look in front of me, and the guy walking in, in ahead of me is Daryl Hooker, <laughs> the guy who said to me, I'm no good. And he's at the urinal right oh, next to no. me. I said, Daryl, how are you? <laughs> and he says, Oh, hello, Scott. Really? <laughs> I'm, I'm actually uh, I'm going to Platteville. I know no rip on Platteville. Right. I'm going to Platteville, and actually I'm working at the campus radio station, and I'm, huh, I'm doing a top 40 show, if you know that. And I was like, oh, well, good for you. Oh. And I'm about this point, I'm done. He goes, what are you up to? I said, oh, I'm doing weekends at WISN. Good to see you. Because <laughs> <laughs> he thought he was shitting in tall grass. Ba-dum, Big time. Bump. There Big you go. Big time. Wow. So, wow. Yep. wow. Oh, my gosh. I love how those stories well, work. If there's, circle. Yeah, if there's ever a time to bring somebody down, it's standing at the urinal. Oh. Come oh on. Absolutely. Come on. Absolutely. They, they can't fight back. <laughs> <laughs> Not even verbally. Right. Oh, God, that's funny. Oh, right. my, oh, my, oh, my. Okay, <laughs> so who hired you at ZOK? I was hired by Rowanna. At this point, I was exclusively selling. Were you starting to sell at, what's the station in Milwaukee again? I went from ISN to a full-time job. I, I worked at two radio stations in Nebraska. Oh. The second radio station I worked at, KSYZ, the great 108. I was there for about 18 months. Okay. And uh, unfortunately, just didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And on my way home, my parents drove out to help me move my stuff. Which and at that point in time probably fit in one vehicle. Basically. <laughs> yeah, yep, I know, yes. we know. We all were there. <laughs> and um, on my way home, I've got the radio on, uh-huh. and I hear Steve Summers. You did ZOK. not. Really? Yeah, I heard Steve. I always, had a, I always had an affinity for ROKZOK. To the extent I applied multiple times, mm-hmm. people that I worked with, at WISN, all said to me, they probably have better facilities than we do. So keep having at it. Yeah. 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 Wow. Well, listen, uh, Vernon Nolte was uh, um, a guy who really, I never knew him. I was gonna, I just knew just John. Ask just if knew you John. Had a chance to meet him. Okay. But uh, the stories are legendary. They are. About how he wanted to make a major market radio station in. Little old Rockford. Mm-hmm. And he did. He, he accomplished he it. He really did. did. He did. Yep, 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 he did. And he never skimped. 
And it didn't matter if it was somebody from the news department coming to him for a request or the sales department or engineering or programming. It didn't matter. And he always wanted to be on the cusp of some equipment of some sort. Yes. Some did not work out so well, you know, because they were... Remember the laser discs? Yeah, like that. That would be a really good example. (laughs) Because you you were too far ahead and it wasn't... Yeah, and he broadcast wanted, quality. And yeah. he wanted to be ahead of the curve. He did. But yeah. he you're going to get be burned on top of the curve. On a couple too. of those. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, I, but that goes with everything. You know, remember, you remember the first fax machine you bought? Yes. Oh, the, the latest and the greatest. No, this sucks. Well, you know, you tried to be on the cusp and it just didn't work. But anyway, he was he was just doing it on a bigger scale and a more public scale. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and the funny thing about this is, and this goes back to the intertwining of radio stations that I worked with and people that ended up at ROKZ, okay? Okay. And like, for example, when I was an intern, Steve Brill was the promotions director at WISN WLPX. No way. Yes. yes. That is the first time I've heard that. Yeah. And what was funny was I was just getting, this was like one of these additional duties you did as an intern. Right. Really? I'm in. Really? We never had additional duties, Scott. Nobody ever tossed extra things on us. Too many. (laughs) What was funny about it was I, I was unfamiliar with that. And here I am. I'm at a desk. I have no idea who this guy's desk is, but they're asking me to do these things. And here I am going into, and there's another lady who I'm, basically working with and i'm saying to her hey i did this and and i i couldn't get it completed you know whatever and she's like well can you do this or this and th-? and i was kind of like looking at her like dude i, I gotta go home i'm I'm, 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 I'm done and what was funny was steve looked at her and looked at me and said hey scott it's good to meet you have a good weekend go home <laughs> oh yeah. wow but yeah, and so steve to this day we're still friends yeah uh he's living in iowa i believe and what's funny about it is when I was leaving Grand Island, Nebraska, uh, I got a call from him just out of the blue. Oh, wow. He calls me and he says, hey, what are you doing? I'm moving home. Yeah. And he says, well, uh, I'm the program director here at KLH in Milwaukee. Give me a call when you get in. Maybe I might have a part-time job for you. Oh, sweet. Is that the first time you knew that connections were the main key, that you had to keep in touch with people? Yes. Again, the, the, the amazing part of that, he hired me sight unseen. I was home for maybe a week, maybe 10 days. And I called him. Yeah, come on in. And he, they were downtown. And uh, it, it, to this day, I drive when I go to like a Bucks game or uh-huh. I, I meet a friend downtown or something like that. I drive by that building and go, huh. I used to work in that building. On the seventh floor, you could see all the downtown. It was beautiful. He, he even found full-time work for me there. But unfortunately, the morning guy and I we didn't see eye to eye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he didn't like any of my jokes. So what I did was I would go down to where the traffic guy was, and I fed him bits. And whenever he used them, morning guy loved them. Oh, my God. God, he's, Steve Michaels is so funny. Yeah. And I'm like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Those are my jokes. Jerk. Yeah, bad jerk. Well, but Steve Brill me? obviously saw something in you, yeah. you yes. know, to be able to springboard off of. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wow. And so from there, and this is how I get to Rockford. The midday guy, Dave Duncan at KLH, he and I were, I mean, we weren't friends, but, you know. You're acquaintances. Uh, acquaint- very, well, yeah. very well said, acquaintances. I was basically working part-time and working at a Highland Superstore selling, you know, audio equipment. Oh, wow. And he says, hey, I'm, uh, I'm coming down to Rockford. 
you want to talk. Are, were you in Rockford at the time? No. No, I was still living in Milwaukee. Okay. And so I drove down, and he was the program director at KMQ. Ah, okay. And so, so there, he said, I need okay. you to produce the morning show okay. with Bill Phillips. Oh, with Bill Phillips. Yeah. Oh, nice. So it was Bill's show. Like, we're here at this table, okay? I ran the board. I'm like this, running the board. He's there. And then the news guy would be where you are, mm -hmm. Tim. Mm -hmm. And so what I did was Bill had a very specific delivery. This is when KMQ kicked off oldies. Okay. So he loved that song, uh, Purple People Eater. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He was obsessed oh, with it. Oh, what a classic. Oh, right. my gosh. And so, and you might have to put that behind this segment, you know, when you start <laughs> editing here. Yeah. Would you force me to do that? <laughs> <laughs> so I would have people call in, and I intentionally worked them to get them to say goofy stuff. One day, I turned to him. Not telling him what I was doing, because I wanted to get, what I wanted to do was I wanted to get a genuine laugh out of him on air. Okay. And so I, I just looked at him and I just, and I can't remember what I said to him. I said, look, I just want you to say this. Come out of the song <laughs> uh, and say this. That's genius. And he looks at me. Uh-oh. When he did the show, organized as hell. Everything, like you have, laid out, but I mean everything laid well, out. Well, he came from a news background. Bingo. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. I and mean, he just couldn't help it. It was in his DNA. Yeah. I would say to him this one time, <laughs> I said, I need you to say this out of the break. And he said, and he literally looked at me. He said, damn it. Do not set me up. I am not going to do that. Oh. And I mean, he was fit to be tied. Really? I mean, he, I mean, if he could have reached over across the table and slugged me, he he was really angry. I said, hold on, hold on, hold on. <sighs> this is why I want you to say it, and then I'm going to play this, and I hit the tape. Yeah. I hit the, uh, you know, the, yes. the caller. But you were setting it up just in a good way. He, right, but see, he, he didn't know me yet. Know that. He didn't know me yet. You wanted the genuine reaction. I wanted the reaction. Well, you got it, didn't you? No. <laughs> he lost it. From that point on, every time you'd say, I say said, this. do this, he'd look at me and go, gotcha, and boom. And, and every time I could get a genuine laugh out of him. Oh, and that's all I wanted. He was perfect. So you, oh, you, took, you took that job to a different level. Well, you, I, yeah, because people could just sit there and, and slide buttons and turn knobs. But if you don't know, you no. don't know what you don't know. No, that's true. And you didn't know that yeah. you, that was all there was supposed to be done. Yeah. No, I took it upon myself. Yeah. Again, big chicang. <laughs> well, I can't even say it now. Big kachangas. Oh. But see, the thing was, you know, like the thing was, I looked at a producer's job as you're there to make the talent, host, the, the host. talent yep. look better. Exactly. You're supposed to enhance their abilities, their yes. skills. And I'll tell you, the best example yeah. of I saw that, and it's just recently, is when we went into WGN. Mm -hmm. Those producers oh, and yeah. engineers for Lisa Den and John Williams, oh, my God. They you shine you for them. You could they shine tell. for the talent. Yep. You could just feel it in the room. And it's like, well, that's, that's the way it should be. Well, you know, and it's funny because Steve Brill and I had this conversation because – the morning guy that I was working with at KLH, it was just oil and water. Yeah. We weren't getting along, and I, I could sense it. Yeah. And so he and I 
we leave the building and we're just having like a conversation outside. And I said to him, I said, listen, what am I doing? I yeah. said, a, a producer, his job, especially a morning show, because that, yes. that's, that's the ultimate yep. Yeah. Yep. position. Yep. And there's a lot of balls on the table. Yep. Bingo. He ought to Bingo. be happy to have you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I said, you should be coming up with creative. If you can do voices, which, mm-hmm. hello. Which you can. Uh, hello. He did. You know, yeah. and no, he didn't want any of it. I, I used to do, this goes back to a show I had in Nebraska. I did a um, trashy, Hollywood trashy kind of thing. And I and I had, uh, oh, God. Oh, my, my. Can you recreate it? Well, I'm see, putting you on the spot no, now. No, it was, it was basically um, Ethel Merman who sang, <laughs> There's No Business Like Show Business. Yes. And that's how I started it. Okay. <laughs> and I there's no business like show business. And so then I and then I would have a music bed, which was about maybe twenty five seconds. Oh my god. And I you know, talked about, you know, hey, so and so got arrested. All right. You know, <laughs> you know, whatever. And so and then it and then I finished it with let's go on with the show. I love and, it. And so I did that for my guy in Milwaukee. Uh-huh. I said, listen, just tell me what you think of this. And I, just like I did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it with this. Uh. So I was like, you know what? The guy doesn't like me. He doesn't like my stuff. That's so, exactly it. And that's yeah. okay. Yeah. Save it for the next guy. Recycle Bingo. it, puppy, because that's we, what we do. We've done that. Yep. We absolutely have done that. Square peg, round hole. Right. And yep, the yep. more you force it, the worse you are. Yeah. And we all know in the radio industry, if you wait just a little bit longer, <laughs> the players will change. And sure enough, they do. Yes. 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 Absolutely. 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 That's cool. That's cool. So they brought you to Rockford. Yes. You were listening to Steve Summers on the air. Okay. So I get hired by Dave Duncan to do the same thing with Bill Phillips. Right. And uh, at uh, WKMQ. KMQ. My first weekend. You, you know Dave Girard. Yes. Oh, Dave Girard. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Dave Girard worked at KMQ the same time I did, and we kind of became fast friends. We ended up getting an apartment together. Really? Okay. Now, that yes. I did not yeah. know. Hmm. And um, we were planning on doing some stuff, and he said, hey, you should come out with me and my girlfriend. She's got a friend. She's got a really hot ass. <laughs> you should meet her. <laughs> so my first weekend, I got set up with my wife. And I'll tell you what, it's been an awesome <laughs> marriage. She's a cool and, lady. And Love how her. many years Love later? Her. 31 years. Oh. 31 years Good and two kids you. later. Good for yep. you. No, I'm sorry, 32 years. Good 32 for you. Years. Close yeah. enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's fun. You met Lisa on a blind date. On a blind date. I did not day. know that. Wow. So, and this so is why I did the transition. Things were getting, you know, with were serious with the two of us. And I said, I was making 12 grand a year. Oh, wow. Yep. That sounds like radio mm-hmm. DJ See, this time. One yep. 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 Radio is amazing, but they are the cheapest SOBs you'll ever meet. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. Because I know. it's it's sort of like tips in a restaurant. We're going to pay you this much, but see, you're going to get all these tips. And they know you're going to get free yep. shit no matter where you go. And they go, well, geez, that's just part of the deal. And you get clothing, and you get free meals, and you get all that. So yeah, but you know what? You can't. You can't you, pay. You can't pay the taxes. You, you can't pay the grocery bill with that. You, you yeah. can't take yeah. that. Give a certificate yeah. to ComEd. Yeah. You know. Right. <laughs> so well yeah. said. Well yeah. said. Yep. So, yep. You yep. know. 
And so did you end up going in sales then? That's when I went into sales. Ah. Yeah. So the bell um, went off. Yeah. Because I knew that if, if we were to ever get married, which that's what where happened? I was leaning, yeah. I, I said, there's no way that I can support a family, you know, on 12 grand a year. Because there are guys and we know them and we love them. I couldn't see myself what, in that situation. What industry did she come from? She worked at Rockford Mutual Insurance. Okay. She was a data entry clerk. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Very stable, you know. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. And it was a great company. Treated yeah. her very mm-hmm. well. She, mm-hmm. you know, she did well. From there, I got. Uh, it didn't work out at KMQ as a sales rep, and that's where I got hired at uh, ZOK. So, do you remember who was in your bullpen at sure. the yeah, time? Oh God, I, yes. Yeah, okay. Because that's oh. that's where I have a problem figuring out who crisscrossed during certain people's times. Oh yeah. sure. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, literally, I can tell you every one of them. Okay. There was Chris Clark. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, Becky Johansson. Yep. See. Wow. Mm-hmm. Tim Schultz. Oh my. Yep. Uh, Ted Schultz. Ted I'm sorry, Ted Schultz. Ted sorry, Schultz. I'm sorry. Sorry, Ted, if you're listening. Yeah. Uh, and then Tim Scolton. There you go. We had a chair open that was kind of filled, unfilled, uh, by multiple people. Yeah. And you uh, guys were the core ones because I remember you all were the ones that well, set us up as far as remotes go, yeah. as far as. Doing commercial work. Can you get this in for us real quick? Can you do what? Yeah, no yeah. problem. So were yeah. you the the remote guy? That was the thing that you liked selling and connecting people to? I think remotes, I, I liked remotes because they were, it, it was kind of, everyone that I did, I always had good response. Mm-hmm. Um, but more importantly, the client really, and I think about some of the ones that you did Liz. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I think of those and it was just so, it was easy, but yeah. it, it was time consuming. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I get it. And but sometimes you gave up your Saturday afternoons too. <laughs> and Sunday. <laughs> and Sunday yeah. and Saturday mornings. But yeah. we're, but yeah. weren't remotes. I mean, as far as a salesperson uh, standpoint, weren't remotes the sexier of things that you sold? Absolutely. Yeah. Because let's face it, we had a great core of on-air talent. You know, I think of Jeff, I think of Liz, I think of Steve, mm-hmm. um, and I, uh, well, I think of uh, Tom Gerdrum. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom was I, at one point in time. And I'm trying J.Y. to think Kelly was that. another one. There, there, there's another one. Jerry Jensen. Jerry Jensen. Jerry was Jensen. He was overnight. Yes. 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 Yeah. Well, there's your, there's your clock right there. Yeah. And yeah. all, every one of them. Jesse Garcia was before. Yes. I never worked with oh, Jesse never, okay, at so Jesse, ZOK. Okay. We were okay. at Q98.5. I okay. gotcha. Okay. But still, the point is, you had guys that had tremendous talent. Look at where you went from ZOK. Mm-hmm. Go to Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Now, there's, mm-hmm. that's nothing to sneeze at, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. But know. it gets really cold there, so, you know, hey, sneezing. I off the Buffalo. It was yeah. a lot of fun. Let me tell you, I learned a lot. Yeah. But you were amazing. Thank you. I mean, let's face it. I think about, like, certain, uh, certain clients like Skateland. Oh, Skateland, yeah. I mean, that I was an like... uncalled-on client. Really? That, yeah. That we tapped into. That was fun. I remember some of those things. Yeah, it was great. And the bars. A lot of the bars. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. A lot of the well, bars. Well, you know, you think of like, you know, Cubby O'Brien, which was, was not mine, one, but, right. you know, that was uh, Ted's. Yeah. It was a big one. Um, Rusty Nail. Rusty Nail. Stash O'Neill's. Oh, I forgot about Stash O'Neill's. And what, <clears throat> State Street Station? Yeah, the Quark. That was another one. Oh, the Quark. Yeah. I got kicked tower. out of the Quark. Did you really? Oh, yeah, my. It was ladies' night, <laughs> and we were there, and uh, I was done drinking. And you my did wife, not wear a skirt? Yeah. My <laughs> wife was still drinking hers, 
And oh, uh, and she was kind of like, I'm kind of done with this. I said, here, I'll drink it. So I took a drink, and literally the bouncer came up to me and said, don't do that again. What? Yeah, really? Yeah, I'm not kidding you. But you were with her. Right, right. Oh, And wow. so then. I never heard of that. We were getting ready that. to leave, <laughs> and she still had the beer. See, here, I, here, I did drink it, and the guy says, listen, you got to go. Because oh you my. did it again? Because it was ladies' night, oh. and they were, I was like, okay, guys. Okay. Wow. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Yeah, no big deal. You and I would be kicked out of stuff today <laughs> based on that alone. Here, taste that, Tim. Yeah. Here, Liz, what do you think of this? Yeah, okay. Yeah, we're in trouble. Yeah, so, so like I said, it, it was yeah. it's no big deal, but I mean, it was funny, you know, when wow. it happened. Uh-huh. Because uh-huh. I, I literally walked down like, what, what the hell just happened here? Yeah. Yep. Why? Yep, yep. So give us some really fun sales stories, if you can remember one, or not so fun sales stories. When I got hired, I had the crappiest list that you could ever have. It was an awful list. And they told me that. She mm. said to me, she said, this is an awful list. I'm just telling you that up front. Was it because you were the newbie? No, it was, um, it was just because it was a list that nobody wanted. It oh. was all, they were, these were all cast-offs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I took the job, and then she said to me, she goes, now, here's what's going to happen. Any call-ins that come in, you're at the front of the line. Okay. I said, okay, great. And I always thought, because I saw Ted working with Cubbies East, right. and, and Steve Shortino seemed like a good guy, and I'm like, God, it must be great working with bars. So a bar Uh-oh. called in. His name was Jan Clund. He lived in Madison, and he was opening up a bar in Beloit, an adult bar on one side and a juice bar on the other side, meaning he had two openings, two oh, wow. entrances. okay. And you would go in, if you were of drinking age, you go in here. Oh. If you're not of drinking age, you, you go, go on in the here. other side. He was a typical bar owner. He was never happy. He was always <laughs> complaining. <laughs> and, and his people were just as bad. Oh, no. Well, that's what happens when you taste the samples. <laughs> well, and, you know, and the funny thing was, I wanted to be the guy who was always on top of it. Yep. You know, okay. What do you need? I'll be there. And even for stuff like when they were they were when they were actually opening the bar, doing the renovation, I came in to see how they were doing. Hey man, looks great, you know? Yeah. And watching them swing an axe and that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. Or a sledgehammer. But that's a sign of a good salesperson. Yes, to be nah, involved. All to be he involved. did was that just was. treat me. <laughs> He didn't want you. Oh my God! I think I I, I say this very lovingly, but I think that he wanted a woman to call on him. Oh, Oh. yeah, you know. Hmm. Again, I yeah. You can't you can't rule that out. So that guy eventually he got closed down and all that, but but it was the typical bar thing. Not so good. Not so good. Not so you know, but he alluded to it. I had a client one time tell me flat out, I do not want a man calling on me flat out. I mean, she looked me dead in the eye. I owned the company. Oh, wow. It's like, well, damn, I should be able to, you know, turn the world over for you if it needed to be done. Mm-hmm. She didn't and want to deal with a guy. No. And it was a non-for-profit. Oh, wow. And we sold promotional products, things yes, with right. logos on them. Oh, yeah. Right. You did a hell of a job. So, so thank yep. you. So it, it could have been anything. I, you know, the, all the products we were selling, you want to know who the client was? Yes. <laughs> yes. Do you really? I do. Yes. The YWCA. Get out of here. Swear to God. Even though I sponsored their speakers and stuff like that. <laughs> no. So, you know, what we did is we sent a woman in there. She was still not happy. So, Some you know. people just weren't happy at all. See, so, yeah, no. I, I, yeah, yeah, I agree and with you. And she didn't last long either. 
I can't remember her name, but she didn't last long. I can picture her face because she had that scowl. She looked at me. She goes, <laughs> I do not want a man calling on me. I was like, I don't know that I could change that. Yeah. Well, you have other salespeople. Yeah, I do. I'll come in in a skirt next time. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> and you know that story. You know, I think back, uh, you know, like you will be able to say this above anyone here. I understand men who just want a hot lady to call on them. That's you know? true. I'll tell you what. I Yeah. yeah. Doesn't I matter what they're on, selling. Yep. And I was on remote a lot of times because I was the only female. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking that. of, um, and this was when we were at Q98.5 though. Okay. Um, he owns a car dealership. So Wiki. Oh, yes. I remember yep, the yep, name. Yep, yep, Yeah, I remember the name. Yeah, I guess and who Rochelle. had to call on him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Help me out. I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step in it. Okay. I know I'm going to step in it. I really am. But who was the guy that you worked with at WRWC? That Jim Mackey? Hit Jim Mackey. Yeah, my morning show guy? I always confuse his name with Scott's. Oh. Jim Mackey and Scott McMahon. Okay. Really? All the time. Really? I, because I, I never worked with both of well, you guys. Okay. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's, okay. that's a true. That's a given. So it's sort of a little hodgepodge thing. So thanks for clarifying yeah. that with me because I was just going to put him in that WRWC boat and well, he didn't belong there. Actually, uh, I, uh, yeah. I'm in that boat too. Yeah, he's in that I, boat I, too. I, I did some did weekends. You really? yeah. yeah, I did some weekends there. <laughs> oh my. Yeah. I was like, yeah. wow. Scott's in all of the boats. Wow. Yeah. I, it's funny because I, I was working at uh, U.S. Cellular. I had done the 12-step process to get out of radio. <laughs> and I kind was... fell back and a I was bit, yeah. yeah. But it was weekend money. Yeah, yeah It was yeah, weekend yeah, yeah. money. And that was one of those things. And so... Um, I love that. So I'm drawing a blank on who the program director was from who came from Iowa. Was it Michael Keck? No, no, not oh, the no. Kecker. It was... I, I believe his name oh. was Matt. But who cares? He... <laughs> They did this thing where they took a bus ride. The entire staff okay. got in this bus, and there was beer and a few libations. And they went to the, they drove all drove around to all the other radio stations, saying because the ratings were the book was coming, oh. we're gonna kick your ass, you know that kind of thing. <laughs> no. And so, and I'm drawing a blank <laughs> on who did afternoons, but I'm trying to think was it was Dave Gerard doing afternoons then? I think it might have been it might Dave. Have been Dave. It might have been Dave. And he called me and said, hey, we've got this event. Would you be willing to come in and fill in? And I said, yeah, sure. No problem. Well, I was selling for U.S. Cell. And so now. So you did the on-air shift while they jumped in yes. and razzed everybody in yes. town? Yes. Oh, my yes. God. Okay. Did they, did, they didn't do any kind of live breaks. No, no. Oh, okay. God, no, no. It was, just, okay. it was just a chance to, you know, for radio people to kind of. To rib each other. Yeah, to, to, and, okay. and, and have a few beers. Okay, gotcha. And so <laughs> I was, I, I'm on air. What, what I did, first of all, so people don't understand it, it wasn't like I snuck out of work to do this. I worked from my home. I was an outside sales rep. Oh so my. I live in Janesville, and that's where I was living when, I, when this happened. Oh. So I just drove down. Or no, I take that back. I wasn't living in Janesville yet. I was still living in Rockford. Okay. I'm doing this on-air gig. My phone rings. I'm looking at it, and it's one of my customers. Okay. And I answer the phone, and it was one of the ladies uh, from R&R Construction. She says, Scott, are you moonlighting? 
Oh, she heard you and recognized your voice she on the air? She was listening to me. Oh, that, <laughs> that's, a, that's a really good compliment. Yeah. So, wow. and then I joke, I said, well, yeah, I am. But J- Just know, today. Just today. Wow. Yeah. So how was, because that takes some cojones too, how was it uh, received or how did it all finalize with them making the rounds with the competitors? Purely, tongue in cheek. Yeah. Yeah. All they did was just drive around and drink. <laughs> and, and that was it. And then they came back. The shift ended like seven o'clock. Okay. And they came back at like say six fifteen. Shit faced. Mm-hmm. And and they all came in like, hey, Scotty, how you doing? You know? So yeah. Well, it's a great camaraderie thing. Yes. Yeah. And then you, uh, yeah, that's you, one thing radio is very good at. Yeah, you get a big boost for the book, I guess. Wow. Well, that's yeah. unique. I had never heard of that version <laughs> of doing that, but that's that's a really good idea. Maybe we should do that sometimes. Ooh. I don't know. I don't think it would work. Oh, God, we drink anyway. Never mind. Never mind. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. That's very good. I know. I know. It's just that that right there was an unnecessary promotion that almost didn't happen. You see how I did that? Yes. Double? Okay. Yeah. Very good. Very good. He's good at at kind of combining (laughs) things and turning things around. (laughs) You know, you Scott, whenever you were on the air, did you ever have an on air blooper? Yes. And this goes back to when I was first... Starting out? Yeah. I think um, we all did when we were first starting out. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I did. Well, I was working part-time at ISN, okay. and uh, Mike Elliott, who has since gone, um, he used to... He, he, I'm talking a major dude. Okay. He did play-by-play for the Houston Astros. Oh, wow. I mean, he worked in Florida. He worked in Milwaukee. Really impressive guy. And a hell of a guy to hang out with, just to party with. He was just a fun guy. And his son was like my age. And I was pulling one of those, as weekenders trying to make a name for themselves do, I was pulling an all-nighter into the next day. Oh, Like I started at 9 o'clock at night. And I think I worked until maybe noon the next day. Yeah, yeah, I remember those days. Oh, my God. Yeah. And uh, Mike was actually doing the remote broadcast, and I was working the board. He would periodically say to me, um, he would put me on air. He was very gracious with me, like saying, you know, thank you so much to Scott. Folks, you don't know, he's been here since, you know, such and such a time. Scotty, thank you so much for hanging out. And so we're having this very quick conversation, and he's thanking me profusely, and I'm eating it up. (laughs) <laughs> and he says, okay, and uh, we've got a great song coming up from so-and-so right up next on WISN. And I hit the button. Well, Scott being a dumbass. <laughs> oh, we have a couple of those in the room oh, here. I'm Welcome at, to the club. Yeah. I'm, looking, I'm looking at the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the cart uh, machines. Guess what? They're all empty. Oh, shit. Oh, no. That's exactly what I said. Oh. You, I go. You were just delirious. I oh. was I was just soaking up the admiration. And all of a sudden, on WISN, and I hit it, and I went, oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> Nothing that's there. It. And it's just there. <laughs> yeah. You can't do anything. And so no. I immediately hot down the mic, <laughs> put in the commercial, and he, and I can hear him in cue. He is laughing so hard. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Didn't expect that one, did you, Scott? <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, 
you know, you almost had to have those. Yes. And then yes. you knew what not to do for the rest of your career. Yeah. Yes. And then you were be careful with what you said yes. and where and when. That's it. That's that it. For me too. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. my God, how funny. What have you been doing since radio? I have uh, several things. I went in. I went into the, the uh, cellular business. Okay. And. Uh, Still in sales. See, that's your that's your forte. You are great at well, that. Well, thank you, thank you. That's you really very nice are. of you. But um, I went back into radio in Madison almost two years. Oh my! Yeah, I worked at. Uh, I don't even like to say the name of the company because okay, I, I I have uh, I, I get jittery. <laughs> Then don't bother. The shakes. Okay. We've never uh, had anybody break yeah, out in yeah, hives, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. but I think you're close. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Um, but it was it, what was funny about it was are, are either of you any associated at all with a radio station? No. Now. Yes, I am in Phoenix. Okay. In Phoenix, yeah, okay. I'm on and Sky Seven Radio in yeah. Phoenix. Okay, but you're not there. No. Okay. Everything in radio, and the reason I'm asking this is because the only thing. That has changed. Is that there is a computer at your desk? Oh yes, we yes we have figured that out. Yep, that's yep. it. Yep, yep. Yeah. Nothing yep. else has changed. Yeah, because we went back to WLUV yep. when do you familiar oh sure with w- okay sure yeah. so I worked there when I was sixteen years old. You remember Chuck Doyle? Uh, well, he worked Love with Chuck. Chuck. Chuck was part of the part times. Chuck Doyle, Roger Peters, oh my. Carol Knoll. That whole, she, yeah. he was with yeah. that whole yeah. thing. Oh, very so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, Absolutely. I just talked to Chuck yesterday. Chuck's a good man. Yeah. yeah. Well, when Joe Salvi died and the niece didn't know what to do, she called us old radio folks and said, hey, can you come back in? We need to sort of raise the radio station up because it was... Needed it was, to get to FCC standards yeah. before they could sell it. It was it a wasn't. hoarder's reality show. He okay. saved every knob. He died at the age of 98. Wow. You know, come on. And so we went in. She revamped the whole place. We had a great time for about eight months. So we had to learn the computer system yeah. that you're talking about. Because last time I was there, we, we were doing record. Yeah, we were doing carts and carts. reels and 45s. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So it was a whole different ballgame, which was enticing to us. We loved it. But knowing that it was short term. Yeah. 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 So if that so answers your question. Yeah. Yeah. So the computers, we're familiar with that with replacing people, so to speak. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's the other thing is yeah. you have years ago, if you wanted to talk to John Nolte, mm-hmm. Vernon Nolte, his office was down the hall. You just and you walk- could walk in. Now, you may not get, he may give you the answer you want to hear, yeah. but it was definitive like, okay, I got an answer. You mm-hmm. could. Mm-hmm. But now, and the owners, are in Minneapolis, yeah. Philadelphia, yeah. Miami, New Jersey. New Jersey. Yeah. So you can't get an answer. It's the opposite of what people were doing to you young in your career because they would go, Scott, I know you. Well, now you call up New Jersey and they go, I'm yeah. sorry. Well, I've Who been a program you? director for you for four years. Yeah. I'm sorry. Let me look up your employee number. Bingo. Yeah, then yeah, 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 then yeah. I can know who you are. Yeah. And know where you rank on the shit yeah. scale. Yeah. 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 Well, and shit scale is very well said. <laughs> That's yep, it. exactly. That's it. I'm, g- I'm going to tout WGN again. We did not get that feeling at all when we went in WGN, did we? Mm-mm, not at all. No. We got that with the other radio stations that we went in, that it was corporate and we have to okay everything and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But we did not get that feeling at WGN. Yeah. Now, does yeah. Pete McMurray still work there? Pete does uh, a, a network show. Uh, I can't remember the name of the radio station, but it's in a Chicago suburb. I want to say it's like WJJO or something like that. Okay. I don't know for sure. And he does a podcast 
But when he does his show, it goes out to four or five other radio stations. Oh, okay. In fact, do you know who you know who uh, Hank Voigt is on Chicago PD? No, he just had him on Jason, and I cannot pronounce his last name, but he's a hoot. He's he's the sergeant Grand. on Chicago PD. He had him Grand on a show the other Conne- day. Connecticut or whatever. It <clears throat> no, it starts with a B. Oh, like no, like okay. Boing or something like that. Like Boing. I don't know. I'm sure that's not <laughs> it. But, but I'll tell you, Pete, he could pick up the phone and get Newt Gingrich on the phone. Pete has connections and always has. And, you know, he started at WXRX. Right. That I, that's where I know yeah. him the most. Mm-hmm. And he was with, you know, Timothy Krull and mm-hmm. Sky Drysdale and those guys. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And he's been at WLS. He's mm-hmm. been at WGN. He's been on the drive. He was the morning but one of the morning. But he never worked again. at ROK or ZOK. He did not. Which is odd. Yeah. I mean, because that's one of those things that he was the one guy made a name for himself. He did. I really, I mean, I tip my cap to the guy. Yeah. He did the same kind of impact on the city. I equate him to Jeff Wicker. Bingo. You know, when Jeff Agreed. came in, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I equate him to when John Arthur came back. You know, he was on WROK for a while. He went to Columbus, Ohio. When he came back to do mornings on ZOK, it was that kind of a big push, too. And Pete did that down on Sandy Hollow. He was fun to work with. He was. They were one of my clients for a long time. And he will give you shit all day oh, long. Oh, listen, I... I um, yeah. I played uh, in the Gus Macker basketball tournament. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, and it was kind of one of those things where I got, <laughs> I played in a league with these guys, and I played with the same guys for like 13 years. And as yes. we got older, we didn't get as good. <laughs> That's just the way it goes. But during that time, one of the guys, he calls me out of the blue and says, hey, my nephew needs a guy for Gus Macker. You want to play with him? I'm like, sure. And so lo and behold, we played. For like four years together. The guy, the guy was Pete? Uh, no, 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 this wasn't Pete. Oh. But as it ends up, Gus Macker had a media division oh, tournament yeah. the night before. Oh. And so I figured, hey, we could get into this thing, and it would give us a chance to warm up. And since you know, I could say we're representing the radio station I'm with, yeah. right. so that's what we did. And Pete always, always, he was really good at finding other guys. Pete was, Pete was good. He wasn't great. But he had guys around him that yeah. were really good. Yeah, Pete, Pete's a, uh, a, a a dot connector, just sort of like Lisa Fielding is. Mm-hmm. They know oh, people. 100 percent. Yeah, 100 percent. And so Pete is always that I know a guy, and sure enough, that guy comes through. Yeah. It's it's sort of phenomenal to watch now these many years later because it happens, and he's doing it in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a, a big deal. That's, that's awesome. A, yeah, that's a big pool. Yeah, I was really gunning for him when they were trying to replace the morning guy on WLS, and it was clearly an audition thing. Steve Cochran was on for a week, and then Pete McMurray was on for a week, and they had their traffic mm-hmm. and their weather people and all that stuff, and it was it sounded so good. Both weeks sounded so good. Steve is a lot older than Correct. Pete. Yeah. He's talented. Yeah, and I loved him on WGN back in the day. He's I'm a stand-up. Steve. Yeah, yeah, he's a stand-up comedian. But I really wanted to see uh, Pete g- get, that in, been awesome. get in on, on an AM station. Yeah. But, hey, you know, maybe there's something planned for him down the road we're not privy to. We're not privy to much when you really think about it. Well, that's okay. That's it's okay. okay. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Because we're out of radio. So now that you've done your 12 steps, fell, fell back and are back on your 12-step program. So where are you now? After I went back to radio, 
Now, keep in mind, I'm working on air. Or no, I'm sorry, I'm working in sales in Madison. I'm older now, and my manager is younger than me. Oh, gosh. And then, listen, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. But there were certain things that I, I looked at her, and she just wasn't prepared. I could see certain things like, oh, my God, I, I wouldn't do it that way. I wouldn't yeah. handle it that way. Yeah. yeah. And so every Wednesday, I would have this gut-wrenching. <laughs> I mean, gut-wrenching one-on-one. <laughs> and I, I swear to God, I hated, I mean, it was like, I'd be like, every day, I'd go, oh, two days to Wednesday. Okay, Tim, that's kind of like our air checks. <laughs> oh, God, you're what, going to the air checks. Yeah. Was it an air check session or was no, it no, just no. A, a... It was a sales, sales. sales oh, one-on-one. Oh, wow. And... So was it a reaming when you have the reports of the numbers in front of you? and My numbers were fine. I swear to you, every time I turned in an order, I don't care what the price was, what the rate was, I was getting an email from her. Oh, I don't know if we can fit this in. Why, why did you pick these th- these time slots? And I'm like, oh, good Lord. It, it was, it was yeah, exactly. every order was like this. And it's not your first rodeo. No. Bingo. Come Bingo. on. Now, I, I knew that there were certain clients that you had to kind of massage the numbers for them to get them on. Right. But there was also situations where you had to say to them, I don't know if I can get you on because of these prices. So that was all there. But every week it was like that. <laughs> and finally, there was a situation where I just blew up on her. You know, she's asking about a client and, you know, and, I, and I, I'm not going to go into great details right, right, on right. it, but I basically said to her, like, why don't you, why don't you fucking call that up? And she heard that, and she's like, what did you say? I said, you heard me. And, and, and then we went into it. And after that, it was like awkward silence because yeah. she was like, okay, I don't know how to do this, you know. Yeah. But if and, it's that damn easy and yeah. you're yeah. armchair quarterbacking yeah. me. You go. You yeah. go. And so I would talk to my dad, and my dad ran his own business, and it was just him. It wasn't like him trying to grow the business like we are now. Right. I thought to myself, well, hell, look up. He doesn't have those issues. So I sat down with him and we worked an agreement out that I could work part-time for him, free of charge. Okay. And I still worked at the radio stations. But while I was in certain areas, I'd call on this client and this client and prospect that those two customers over here. Oh. And lo and behold, I started winning some business there. So you became an intern again? <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but he learned. Again, isn't that what we're supposed that's to be doing tr- as we learn the tricks true. of the trade? That's or true. Or behind the scenes, as they say. Well, that's look. And I'm not saying that it was, you know, it, it, I there were certain weeks that I would have to say to my dad, listen, Pop, I can't I can't make any calls this week for you because yeah. I got to do this and this. Yeah. And he would go, hey, Scott, that's okay. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. But that's how that started. You know, they're, Is they're, that how you started your own business? I'm sorry, Tim. That's all right. Step on you. Yes. And then my brother, now he and I are partners. Good um, for you. Autumn Supply. Yeah. That's the business. You know, it's a safety, maintenance, personal protective equipment company. So like in this area, we work with like uh, the village of Cherry Valley. I work with uh, the village of Winnebago. Okay. Uh, I've done a little bit of work with, uh, it's the metal company, but we haven't done any work with them for quite a while. Kikoman's. You uh, mentioned Kikoman's yeah, the other day. Yeah, Kikoman Foods. Uh, mm-hmm. We work with them. That's one of our best customers. Mm-hmm. We've done 30-plus years for yeah. the federal government working with the United States Navy. Nice. Good for you. Nice. Yeah. And, wow. Uh, Good yeah. for you. So, Wonderful. And don't so, get me wrong. It's not all, you know, all, right. all, uh, all um, you know, not like we're doing uh, champagne and caviar every <laughs> night. <laughs> no, that was radio. <laughs> <laughs> and that and that was because of a trade. <laughs> 
exactly. A trade. You know, when you were talking about the going back in and doing things for your dad to learn and to get back in and, you know, I jabbed you about being an intern. The most that Liz and I have run across so many times is why are we doing this? Whatever it happens to be, whatever the topic is, and how much money are you making? And we go, well, my God, is it okay if I do it for fun? Because when was the last time you were paid to tee off on a golf course? No, they don't no. pay you. No. You pay them. Right. And so when when you went back in for the intern or you went back in, it's because you wanted yep. to. And then you're going to have uh, benefits right. that will pay off down the road. And some people just do not understand that concept. Huh. No. They go, you know what? The only way I'm going to step in this door is if I make $89,000 a year right. out of college. And you go, well, sometimes that just sometimes that just doesn't happen. Now, God bless you. If there is a Steve Brill or a Jonathan Little or somebody that can open that door for you, God bless you. Yeah. Yep. But it, it doesn't happen all the time, and that's okay. You know, since I started doing this, it's funny because I, I can't tell you the number of books I've read about selling and about individual want and need. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a guy, Weldon Long. He owns a heating and air conditioning company. Nothing special. You know, HVAC. Right, I mean, right, hey, right. You, you can go down the street and, and get that. Right. He spent 15 years of his life in prison. Held a man up. Realized after he did it, oh, God, I screwed up. The point was is that he tells this in his book, the story of him. He's out of jail now. And he's living in a halfway house. Mm-hmm. And this goes back to what you're saying, Tim. Every day, his grandmother passed away, and she left him like five grand. And he bought two suits and a bus pass. He literally got on the bus every day, just walking into businesses. And made sales calls? No, no, no. No, tried to find work. Trying to find work. Trying to find work. Okay. All right. Was he a felon then? Because he had to admit that he was a felon. That's hard. And he talked about the multiple times Mm -hmm. that people said, well, you got a good attitude. Mm-hmm. And then he said, well, okay, there's more to it. Their faces went from wow mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. okay. So but, finally, but, he, but he had honesty going for him. Yep. One of those situations, and this, trust me, I say this to myself all the time, is he thought he had a job and didn't get it. He's back at the halfway house now, and he's all bummed. disappointed, mm-hmm. bummed out. And he had to ask himself, how bad do you want this? And this is one of those things that you got to ask yourself. How bad do you want this? And I'm not talking about you and I, right. you know, us. I'm talking about everybody. Mm-hmm. How bad do you want it? Like I use the example of the movie The Shawshank Redemption, how, oh. how Dufresne crawls oh. through all that muck right. to get out on the other side. Right. You're going to have to go through some shit. Mm-hmm. And, th- you know, it's, it's kind of like I use this example for our company uh, is we're looking for in my opinion, I'm not interested in just being your, 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 your sales rep. I want you to come to me to ask my advice for whatever. Hey, Scott, we're thinking about changing this room. What do you think? You know? mm-hmm. But the idea is you've got to be a game changer. Mm-hmm. And most people, and, I, and I'm not saying this in a bad way, mm-hmm. most people are not willing to go through the muck mm-hmm are not willing to basically put themselves in that situation where could you sink or swim? Yeah, I don't know. It's hard. And, and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shout some political things here, so forgive me. That's why I admire Donald Trump 
mm-hmm. so much mm-hmm. because look at all the shit was thrown at him. Mm-hmm. And, and he is sinking or swimming, but he's choosing to swim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not, and, and again, I'm not saying this as, as, as to say, oh, I'm conservative. Yeah, I'm yeah, saying, yeah. Just, just I'm look at saying, the person. Yeah. Situation. You got to have some cojones <laughs> to do that. <laughs> yes, you do. I mean, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. And there's no blueprint. There is right. no blueprint. Now, you can read, like I've done, I've read tons of books, mm-hmm. all of it. Mm-hmm. And every person is different. So every path is different. Mm-hmm. Every opportunity is different. That's it. And like you said, you've got to want it. Mm-hmm. So you have to be able to say, yeah, I'm going to do this for very little money. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, yes. I'm going to do that for free and learn. Or yeah, I'm going to be the grunt worker right. until I understand the basis of this and put yeah. the time in and put the you know the in. thing that i heard from you scott too was uh you became a resource for your clients mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. they're going to call you for products one through 20 and repeat order and that's okay too but boy i'll tell you the minute that they pick up that phone and they say this has nothing to do with an order I want your opinion about this, or do you know anything about this? If you're the kind of person, which I believe you are, that soaks up stuff, just general stuff, and then, boy, there's some big points on your hat. I'm going to tell you, Tim, I'm I'm touting his reputation and touting Scott here. He is a dot connector also. Mm. He knows people, and he Mm -hmm. knows things. Mm. So, yes. You know who else is? Uh, Kipper McGee. That guy knows every stinking body you could possibly imagine. And uh, and he was my program director the second time wow. that I was at WROK. Did you know him? And I knew Kipper mm-hmm. on a sidebar basis, but I finish your story. First, which finish your story. Which is which is good. That's the that's the best place to be. As long as you're on Kipper's radar, that's ah. a really good place to be. I don't know what it was. I called him for something. I can't remember what it was. This is this is back when we were doing the WLUV thing. Okay. And we were thinking sort of about doing the podcast thing. And, you know, Didn't hey. Didn't know we, how to start yeah, it, what to do. Yeah. yeah, we you know, we knew we were going to call Mike Lamb because we'd already started Life's 3x5s. But Storytellers was a different animal. Mm-hmm. So I called him up and, you know, he did the bandwidth thing and all this stuff. So we talked, talked, talked. And. I says, you know, this is just me. I'm just spitballing here, Kipper. And he goes, yeah, that's what you do best. And I go, okay, thank you for that compliment. I I said, we need an intro and we need an exit, sort of like Mike Lamb, Shotgun Mark Rivers, if you remember him. Did you work with him? No. No, No, he was in the late 70s. But you may know the name. So he did the intro for our Lives 3x5s. I says, I need an intro, but I don't want it to be an ROK and a ZOK person because now you're showing favoritism. Exactly. Right. So I said, you know, if you could get a Bob Surratt or an Orion Samuelson, and he goes, a a big name that people would know. know. So he says, well, what about Jeff Davis? And I go, you mean WLS Jeff Davis? He goes, yeah, he's a buddy of mine out in California. He does voiceover work. So it was 24 hours, and I got an email from Jeff Davis. He goes, send me the script. Mm -hmm. Let me look at it. I had already had the script written, (laughs) so I sent it to him, and two days later, he sent the voice back to me. I jumped it over our Skyward Promotions jingle, and that was our intro. Wow. From Jeff Davis. And you'll hear it on your episode, too. Yeah. Can't wait. But it's because of Kipper. Yeah. 
So when we were talking about the WROK 100th anniversary coming up in 2023, you know, we're doing different events and the reunion and stuff like that. And he goes, let me know. Let me know who you need. I know where they are and how they can be connected. So let me know the holes that you have in wow. the list yeah, because That's he knows amazing. everybody. And it, he makes it a, a hobby or a side profession or something <laughs> to keep those contacts. And sometimes that's that's really hard for people. Right. Yeah. Well, especially now when you think about it, everybody's email. email oh, 100%. Or, I don't yeah. know what your old phone number used to be. I used to know your phone number by top of my on the top of my uh, head. I don't have it at all, yeah. you know, yeah. or whatever. And cell phones change now. And, and, I, yeah. and I'll tell you what's been nice about this Storyteller Studio thing. You know, we pick up the phone and we have lunch with Doug McDuff or Fred Spear or wow. Chuck Doyle. Nice. Okay. Now that, those, those, those were in the very early days. That's why we started this thing. But then I'm thinking, well, my God, how's this going to be when we call people, and I'm just bringing people off the top of my head, Bob Pressman and Ken DeCoster. I've been in contact, but I haven't necessarily talked to them on a personal sure. level. It's always been sort of business. Right. I go, how is that going to be? Holy crap. They so come in here. Freaking fun. Oh my God. It's it's like there had been no time change. Yep. And when you're talking about somebody like uh John Strandon or Steve Summers and you're 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 stepping into all this personal stuff, you don't know how sort of stiff armed they're gonna be or how right. freewheeling they're gonna be. Yeah. And everybody has just swam in the stories it's nice it has been so rewarding that's amazing and, and you're no exception exactly. because because who was the last person that you would ever tell these stories to that would oh. give a crap yeah, oh, that would yeah. Understand. are you kidding me no, yeah. 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 no one uh, you know the average person is gonna go huh what yeah. <laughs> <laughs> speak of the stories tell me your kipper story okay oh yes okay <laughs> kipper mcgee is a friend of a guy at the first radio station i ever worked at okay now, his real name is Steve Barber, but on air, he is Steve Hogan. Here's the deal. Steve Hogan is the first person I ever met to refer to himself in third person. Get out of here. Here comes the Seinfeld episode. <laughs> Steve Hogan is an amazing individual. I love this guy. He is everything that's radio. If you if he sat down right here, just by him talking to you, you would know he's in radio. He has this amazing voice. And where did you know him? What station? WISN. Oh, okay. oh. Okay. He was he was technically he was a part timer. He was always the fill in guy, and he did a show, and we we stumbled onto this. He's originally from like the upper UP of Michigan. Okay, and he did a show, syndicated called. The Polka Lodian. The Polka Lodian. It was all polka songs. Oh, funny. Oh, please. Polka Lodian. Okay. Are you kidding uh, me? Next time you talk to Kipper, <laughs> you're going to ask okay. him about Steve Barber. Kipper, you gotta, you're on the clock, Kipper. So, <laughs> so, um, Steve Barber, like when he would, like you would talk with him, uh, well, the Hogan. He referred to himself as the Hogan, and everyone else referred to him as the Hogan. <laughs> and I'm, you know. Talking with him, and it's like, uh, so, uh, so Steve, what are you up to? Well, good to hear from you, Scott. And you're like, and he always had, he, he never said, I'm going to get something to drink. He'd say, I'm going to, I'm going to fill my gullet. Would you like to join me? I mean, that's just the way he was. Like, for example, and I, I've told him this story multiple times. He was filling in 
on WISN when when they played music still. Okay. And he comes out of the out of the news and he's on. He says, "Well, good afternoon, everyone. This is Steve Hogan." And he's rolling. The song is uh, "Say Say Say" by uh, Michael, Michael Jackson, Jackson and Paul McCartney. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's and I, I to this day I heard this, and I literally said, "I'll never be that good." <laughs> he's like talking up the ramp of the song. Oh, I'm filling in. This is Steve Barber or Steve Hogan filling in for Mr. Murphy, and here is Mr. Jackson and McCartney. With say to the third power. <laughs> and and it just hit the vocals. And I literally, I was still in bed. And I went, you son of a bitch. Yeah. I'm never going to be that good. Yeah. He had a different he way of looking post. at things. He hit the post. Yeah. He had the great way and of seeing it. So lo and behold, I'm, I'm looking for opportunities. I'm part time. Uh-huh. I'm talking with him because he's one of these guys. He's got connections. Yeah. And he literally says to me. Scott, you need to call the capper. Yeah, Kipper McGee. The capper's a good guy. Call oh. the capper. Oh, okay. <laughs> the capper, okay. Right. Right. He gives me his phone number. I didn't know where he was, but lo and behold, he's working at ROKZOK. Oh, how wild. Wow. So wow. I call. He's, he's not in. Right. I leave a message, and I now had been fired from my job in Nebraska so I was in the process of moving mm-hmm. but I'm still living in my apartment at 6:30 in the morning the phone rings <laughs> Hello Scott this is Kipper McGee how are you I understand uh, you're looking for work I'm like but here's the funny thing in the background I could hear the vacuum cleaner going <laughs> of someone in his office oh funny and that oh, was that funny. was the first interview step to see if you could be a morning guy 630 yeah. Yeah. so uh, <laughs> needless to say I had another meeting with him because Steve Barber had a um, a party and he called it the Hogan drunkage all radio people you know it was one of these things where all these different people from all these different radio stations. And it was all like, oh, and, and, and I love how radio people, even though you're competing with each other. You're still there. You're still like, oh, That's Tim, it. hey, I haven't met you before. Oh, hey, man, I love your show. Or, yep. you know, yeah. Liz, oh, it was good. That, that bit you did, you know. Very much yep. so. Tim and I say it's a, it's the biggest fraternity. Bingo. And yet the smallest one you'll ever be in. It, it is. It yeah. is. You, yeah. know, you know, when you were talking about him talking up that ramp to say, say, say. Oh. Uh, I was talking about a week ago with an old buddy of mine that used to work at WYFE, which was over with WKKN and WKMQ and all that way back in the day. And he uh, worked at WLUV when we were all teenagers. His name is Tony Clyburn. And and he works uh, for 93.1 The Lake in Columbia, South Carolina, and has for 25 or 30 years. He does afternoon drive. So we talk, and, you know, again, it's that whole thing where you pick up and you talk for 40 minutes, and none of the stories have ever been repeated from the time you talked before. Mm -hmm. All right. So we talk, we talk, we talk, and he goes, man, I got to go to bed. You know, it was like (laughs) like 1030, you know, by the time we were finishing up. He goes, I got to go to bed. Nothing against you, but I got to go to bed. And he's an hour ahead of me in South Carolina. So it's 1130 there. Yeah, exactly. I listened to him a couple of days later because I can get him through the iHeart radio app yeah, or, or the yeah. radio oh, sure. or, or his yeah. live streaming thing. So I'm listening. And again, this is that person that looks at things differently. 
And so he did some kind of a bit of some sort, and he did a time check and a temperature check, and he says, uh, the song I'm going to play coming up very, very shortly, you cannot help but have a telephone booth in your mind when you listen to it. And he went into commercials. Well, there is no damn way that I'm going to bail on those commercials. Figure out what it is. Figure out what it is. And I'm going, oh, and I'm, I'm running these things through my head and I'm coming up with nothing. And I'm going, what is he talking about? And it was uh, Jenny, 867-5309. I was thinking of ELO telephone line. Oh, see, that'd be a good one. I couldn't come up with that. Okay. But it was Jenny, so I... Sh- <laughs> yeah. So And I hadn't heard the song in a long time. Oh, my God. And so I sent him a text. I go, ooh, nice telephone booth teaser. And he goes, ooh, thanks for listening. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. So, so when, when Liz is talking about this huge community, but it's very, very small, technology has made that even smaller for us. Yes. Because I can get on live streaming or iHeartRadio or the app or podcast platforms or whatever, and I can listen to people, as long as I get the time difference okay, I can listen to Jeff Wicker and Mark Larson and all these people yeah. mm-hmm. that I Agreed. never, never was able to do before. Yeah. And it's and nice to hear them, too. It and is. like you said earlier, the, the radio stations have changed. There is a computer where there used to be a person and the people maybe in their own bedroom at their studio instead mm-hmm. yeah. you know mm-hmm. so we were talking about that earlier how remember the energy that was there at WROK and WZOK the energy people were always coming and going and buzzing around and it was like a beehive yep. Yep. it's not like that now at any station that I've been to not even to GN at, at any companies no none yeah none. it's just very very crazy speaking of beehives is yeah <laughs> here's a transition for no, you I'm sorry but just the energy and the beehives and stuff too is there any news story any story that comes in your head about news people or office people because everybody's always around news story or news people i mean did you work oh yes oh god yes oh god yes okay okay <laughs> here we go i saw that mental sifter there for oh a no no yes. no <laughs> this is the best okay daryl snorick called on oh budweiser yes, yes. okay that name. so it was one of these goofy things where I don't know how it happened, but several individuals from Budweiser okay. came to the station. And don't get me wrong, clients come in all, all the, time. the time. Yeah. But the time. Is this, this for our wine suck? Because we always had wine sucks on Friday. Now, possibly. Okay. But obviously, okay. <laughs> th- th- none of the Budweiser folks are going to drink wine. I was well, going to say, true. beer that's people why, at that's a wine suck. Yeah. <laughs> well, we that's like cats and dogs. Way. But now... <laughs> Again, I'm not putting one and two together. I'm just kind of assuming certain things. Okay. They may have said, hey, we'd like to bring you guys some beer for your wine suck. Something like that. I think I think that was just the name for the Friday Drunk Fest. Well, yeah. well said. So I'm at my desk. Okay. Several of the guys from Budweiser, they're friendly, outgoing, you know, good people. And they're coming by and they're saying hello. I leave my desk and the one guy was... In where now where we were at the time, the uh, ZOK sales team was in this one area right next to the newsroom. Yes. Okay. okay. You know yeah. what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. Of course. Okay. Yep. All of a sudden, I hear Ken DeCoster lighting this guy up. Oh no! This is the newsroom 
Get the hell out of here. Oh. You have, and, and rightfully so. Yeah, it's he, the newsroom. You he, have no. He drifted where he did not belong. Not and, 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 and the guy unknowingly <laughs> and Ken lit his ass up. And the guy was just like, I am so sorry. I did. And, and Ken was cool about it. Ken was like, listen, that's fine. I get you. I mean, Ken was cool about it, yeah. but oh man, <laughs> Kenny went after him. Yeah, and and part of me was like, well, going shouldn't have done that, dude. Yeah, you know? that, that, right. <laughs> just the way it goes. <laughs> uh, nah, 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 nah. Yeah. You got in trouble. Yeah, but no, that that was one. Wow. And I guess if there was anything I could say, Ken was the best dressed newsman I have ever met, mm-hmm. and I mean this because he would come in, and this was back in the day when we wore suits. And ties mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on sales calls. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you look at me now. I'm, am I in a you know? In You're a still shirt. in a very nice. That's a mighty fine shirt, though. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you. It but is. I mean, the idea is yeah. that you're not in the jacket. You're not tie. in a jacket anymore. And quite honestly, I, I believe that it was kind of like shields up. Here comes a salesman. Yeah. But in this case, Ken would come in to the sales area, and we would all be in there like reading the newspaper. It was early. Right. And Ken would be impeccable. He came in in this like navy blue suit, tie. Yeah. I mean, sh- pressed shirt. I mean, the guy, the shoes, the shoes. <laughs> it's because he went down to City Hall. Yeah. He went yep. to the. Bingo. Yeah. That's why. He, he went to the mayor's the office. Yeah. But I'll tell you where I would love to have a number, and maybe Chuck Doyle has a number. Of the number of really cool sweaters that Ken DeCoster had. Oh, oh, yeah. Because he had like a Bill Cosby-ish yes. collection of sweaters. Without the bad history. Uh, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that we know about. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that we know about. Hey, by the way, oh, speaking of Bill Cosby, you remember Don Kay? Of course. Okay. Oh, yeah, Don was in that group, too, that worked Yes, with us. yes. When we did our Life's 3x5s over at Don Kay's office in Palatine, you know, he's been a concert promoter for 33 Absolutely. years. A hell of a job. Um, he had recently talked to Bill Cosby. You're kidding. No, there was, I can't get the story right, but there was some kind of an agent phone call that he got, and this agent handles a couple of other different people, and she says, hey, by the way, because she says, Bill, you remember Don. And they talked for close Don, to an hour. Well, that's when she he says, Don Cromberg, let me talk to him. Yeah. Really? Yes. Yeah, yeah I'm not surprised. So he was on the phone, and, and yeah, they did talk to an hour, and he goes, well, I think I've taken, it up, taken up enough of your time. Here you go. Back to your phone call. Wow. And that's yeah. it. That's when Bill says, I think I've taken enough of your time Yeah, off. exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Radio will put you down paths that you would never estimate. And that's what I keep telling people. If they're interested... And it could be television, radio, newspaper, podcast. It could be any kind of media. Media gives you access. And oh, when, yeah, 100%. And, and when you meet those people, you have no idea where those individual people will possibly take you. And it, I've been right every time. It, uh, it, it's funny that you say it that way about all the people that we have worked with. Yes. And I think the best example I can give of that, I think of Bill Lloyd. We, we, we worked to Q98.5 with him. Hmm. Bill Lloyd was a young guy, talented as hell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's in California now, right? Lives in California, has his own in-home studio, voiceover. and does all exclusive voiceover work. Yep. Wow. And it was funny because I was driving on calls, and I normally don't listen to the radio, and I'm not ripping on radio, but I'm like listening to an audio book or something right, like that right, in my right. car. And I just happened to have the radio on, 
I would hear these Bonefish Grill ads with um, <laughs> Alec Baldwin. Sure. They're great ads. Yeah. And all of a sudden, one day, I'm listening, and I'm like, that sounds like Bill Lloyd. Mm-hmm. So I messaged him on Facebook, and I said, uh, Bill, are you are doing you? the Bonefish Grill ads? This many years later. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And he says to me, he goes, yes, I'm acting, and they replaced me for Alec Baldwin. You know? and, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, right. and then, of course, they replaced him with Neil Patrick Harris. But, I mean, yeah. still. Still. The idea is that. But the best one is when I worked at WISN as an intern, the cool thing about that place was whenever I went somewhere, someone would say, you look new. Who are you? What is your name? They were so gracious with their time with me. And one guy specifically would take the time to talk with me, and he was the morning sports guy. That's how I got to know him. One day, there's a memo. Says, please be advised, so and so is no longer with the company, and that that was the first time I saw firing, and I oh, I, I hit me. I, I go in, talk to Bob. I'm like, Bob, did you hear? He goes, Scott, it's part of the business, happens. Yeah, that was always scary when you see those memos on. Yeah, the, on the it board. is always scary. Yeah. So a couple days later, he's in one of the production studios because they had to give you some access to right. you know try and put a tape together. Oh, and he motions me in, and I'm like, I'm so sorry. And he says, Scott, it's okay. It's okay. I'm like, well, what are you going to do? He goes, well, I'll see if I can find another you know, morning sports you know, reporter job. But he says, what I'd like to do is do play-by-play. Oh. And part of me, to myself, as I walked out saying, wishing him good luck, I went, yeah, good luck with that. Because yeah. <laughs> I just didn't think. you know. And, and I, again, I didn't know any better. Right. There's a basketball game on. I want to watch it. Turn on the TV, and there he is, calling the game. Oh on gosh. network. National TV. Yeah. On mm. ESPN, well, see, back then they had these regional uh, oh, uh, broadcasts, yes. ESPN yep. Plus. Yep. He was doing the Ohio State game. Oh, sweet. So <laughs> now I thought, I'm happier in hell for him. So then, and I love telling this to people that are from the Ohio area specific. One of my, one of my uh, suppliers, I was telling her this story, and she figured out as I'm telling her, because I haven't said the guy's name yet. For the last 30 years, Tom Hamilton has oh, been the radio voice of the Cleveland, now Guardians, radio network. Wow. Get out of here. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. If he came in here, I could say, I'm Scott McMahon. He, oh, he wouldn't know me from Adam. Yeah. Again, it goes back to the whole thing about how hard are you willing to work to get there? Now, maybe he didn't work that hard. Maybe he just, don't, you know. Don't know. Mm-hmm. But don't know. There's a lot of hoops that you, know, you got to jump, jump through. through. That's yeah. exactly it. And just because you did one game doesn't mean you get to do another one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. They might have given him a try and then he fall, but obviously he's proven himself. Yeah. And mm-hmm. through you, God, good for you for yeah. knowing that. That's so that. cool. And, and what was funny yeah. is on Twitter, his son posted this video tribute that the Cleveland Guardians did for him. Oh. And oh, showing how him through the years and and like the managers and all that saying oh yeah tommy great guy he always came in he was always good with me and you know because they have tremendous interaction with players they and, do and, and yes. coaches and all that and managers and i told the story to his son oh. i said you have no idea i was an intern at wisn i worked with your dad and he was so gracious with me obviously he went on to some amazing things and from afar i've admired him like wow. it's nobody's business is, so it, is cool. he still doing it or he yeah, retired? He's still doing it. Oh, Hell really? Long. And actually, his son, one of his sons, is in the Cleveland uh, Guardians um, pri- uh, minor league system. 
He's from Watertown, Wisconsin. Oh, little Watertown, yeah. Wisconsin. So that's what I mean. I, I, I do some business oh, up there. So it's like, you know, it's one of those things. Yeah, hometown boy made good. Bingo. Yeah. You know, wow. the, you know Don Kay and, and us had talked about this, and I think Doug McDuff and us had talked about this, that you could escalate yourself in age, and as long as you still have your wits about you, you can still do this job. Oh, 100%. Because 100%. The, voice, the voice sounds the same. You. He's saying you could. Scott. You. Oh, that you too. Your voice sounds yeah. great. But, but so many oh, other you. people, nothing has changed over, what, 20 years. It's crazy, isn't it? You know people like that. Yeah. yeah. And then others, they get really gravelly. But some other ones, man, they are, they are snapping. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like what you were saying about that. If you said to me, Scott, we got it worked out. Here's how this would work for you. You could go back on air. I'd do it. I would do it in a heartbeat. Oh, my God. Because here's the deal. The clock never changed. The clock is still the same as far as, hey, you're going to break at 20. You're going to break at 35. (laughs) And you're going to break at 50. Isn't that hilarious? That's exactly it, though. Okay. And maybe 10. Maybe Maybe 10. Okay, morning show, you're going to break at 10. Yeah. This is is how geeky I am. And this, I am... (laughs) I am pulling down my pants. I am taking off my socks. This is the whole story on this one. I'm telling you, this is how geeky. One, I save all this crap that's in here. Which is amazing, by the way. It's awesome. That's one level. Okay. The other level is when Liz and I and Chuck Doyle went back to WLUV, Sue, the niece of Joe Selby, walked in after she renovated the place and we got the microphones and the stands and we got all the stuff and we're ready to do live shows. We decided we're going to do live shows. Yeah. So here's this clock, this this format clock that I had made graphically in Corel Draw and printed out in color and put it up on this frame in front. And she goes, what's that? And I go, well, that's a format clock. And she goes, for what? And I said, well, you know, it's sort of the weather is here and then this end, you know, and you do a gold record here and you do. She goes, what? what? Why? Why would you need? I said, we don't need it. We do not need it. But I feel so much better having it. <laughs> this is about organization. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Sorry. And I'm not so sure that I even followed it. We never did. No, we I, never followed it. I think it, it. was I think it was Just mentally. Mental, yeah. yeah, it was mentally in our heads. But honestly, yeah. it made a really good photo prop. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. how can you have a radio station without a format clock? That's you have just, to have a format clock. It's always yes. there. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that would be sacrilegious not to do that. Absolutely, hundred so. percent agreed. Hundred <laughs> okay. percent agreed. But no, but the honest to God truth though is, it's I don't care where you go. Now there there, are, there is one exception to the clock. Okay, and that was when I worked at uh, MIL in okay. Milwaukee. They did what they called a country six pack. Oh, so you played. Six songs, then you played another six songs, and then you played another six songs. So the clock oh, wow. literally floated. Oh, wow. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I it, it this... wasn't easy because cause sometimes you were literally going into a commercial break, not at 50, but at 58. Yeah. Oh, and you had to get that idea in there. Yeah. 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 Holy So was that, was that really tough as a salesperson? No, no, I never, I never handled it as a salesperson. This was when I was working on air there. Okay, I was. That was the thing about I was. I had never yeah. worked a floating clock. Oh, and I was like, okay, how, how do we, does this yeah. work? And yeah. Steve was cool. Steve yeah. Summers helped me yeah. with it. But once I got the hang of it, it was no big deal. But that was the only piece was the top of the hour ID. 
All and, right. you know, and if you were a little late on it, they would say, you're okay. Don't worry about it. One to two minutes. <laughs> yeah. One on either side, but you yeah. couldn't be five yeah. minutes Yeah, you could be, yeah, yeah. yeah five, ten minutes, that. now you're screwed. Yeah, so that. you didn't have top-of-the-hour news from the network or local? No, 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 oh. because it was an FM. Okay. It was gotcha. an FM station, so no, we did not have to do that. Yeah. Wow. You, you know, uh, we had to obviously back up to everything on every radio station I ever worked for just by the nature of the format. And Chuck Doyle was in here. I don't know if it was on mic or not off mic. And we were talking about having nightmares, you know, this many years afterwards. And mine is always backing up the clock. It's always backing it up to the news. And something has always happened. You know, the cart breaks or whatever the case may be. And he goes, don't feel alone. He gave his version of his nightmares. And you too? that's what happened. Do you have that too? I want to hear. I want to hear both of oh, yours. God. Oh, God. Mine is always backing it up to the top of the hour. Yeah, always. What's mine, yours? Mine is the dead air alarm going off. Because <laughs> I can't find the cart. I can't find the song. The dead air goes off. Where? where no, it's recurring. Where? Uh, for both of you, it's recurring, right? Oh. It is. Okay, okay. Yeah. It is. Mine, I'm starting a song, pressed play, and then I left the studio to get something. Oh. And the next thing I know, I have two or three people asking me questions. And I'm talking to them, and all of a sudden I'm going, oh, my God. Yeah. That Dead song. Air. Yeah. Dead air. So, yeah. yeah. You thought it was American Pie, the long version. <laughs> and it was the short one. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's what other people in the building ought to respect when you're on the air, that I got to get to the shitter well, and back yeah. before Jim Croce done, is done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah and, but the hard part about it was... I shouldn't have left the studio is what it comes back to, but still. Well, you had you know, to sometimes. Yeah, you yeah. had to. Yeah, yeah that was that's kind of funny. funny. But I, yeah, I, I still to this day, that one and uh, having to speak in front of people. You know that. And is I one have of the no idea one. what I'm going to be talking about. I'm like standing in front of the crowd, going, "Oh shit, what am I saying?" Yeah. <laughs> that's the number one fear of most people. Yeah, but I don't know that they have speaking. nightmares about it. I don't know. They don't mm. want to do funerals. They don't want to do. You know, stand up. They even when they're getting accolades, they don't want to stand up and even say thank you. They uh, they're just scared to death. I will have that dream probably for the rest of my life. Yep, that's just. Part <laughs> I'm sure of, you part guys will radio. too. I know that's, and I can hear that dead air alarm in my head now as I am saying it. I hear it, and I can tell you the tone, right, the whole thing. Yeah. Wow. So Scott, we always ask people this question: If you could have lunch with anyone from the industry or not even mm -hmm. um living or dead who would it be and where would you go that we will time jump you we will pay for your dinner who would that be that's a good question because i know so, it's a good question there's so, so many, many people right there's so many good people and i i think of like an individual like larry king mm -hmm. who you know just had a ton of just a ton of talent and mm -hmm. and, and he cut his teeth in radio yeah and I think of a guy like Rick Dees, yeah. yes. who was more. Listen, Rick Dees wasn't that talented. I'm, I'm not. I'm not ripping on his talent. Right. I'm saying the the company, or that, if, and if it was his company, they promoted the living bejesus out of that guy. Tip of the cap. Right. Yep. Um, By boy. the way, we have a Rick Dees countdown program in here. So before oh, we leave, yeah, real no, to real, no right? album. Oh, was it the album? The album. Okay. So before we leave, please let's get a picture of you holding <laughs> that. <up>. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I, you know, and it's funny because I know there's someone else I'm missing on this. Well, I always think of Rush Limbaugh because he's a Missouri boy. Well, and see, that's another guy. Yeah. Here's the thing about Rush Limbaugh: love him or hate him politically, yeah. 
he had he had some radio chops yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. that were just insane good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, before he did what he did politically, have you ever listened to old air checks oh, yes. of him? Oh, oh sure. Yes. Jeff, whatever his name was, I mean, he, he was yeah. damn good. Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he was impromptu. Yes. You could throw anything at him. You could say, yes. tell, tell me a story about a turtle farm. And he would he'd come have, up with something. Have a story. Yeah. He would. Yes. yes. And, and so he just expanded on that, obviously. And I think of um, other people, Steve Dahl, mm-hmm. Gary Meyer. Mm-hmm. The talent level for certain people in this industry is insane. Mm-hmm. Now, I realize that Steve Dahl probably had three or four producers. He did not have to come in and work. I, I'm not saying he didn't work. Yeah. The man worked. He didn't have to do the grunt work, though. Bingo. Yeah. But I, I would say, I would say Steve Dahl. And, I, and it would be the, the, the opportunity to pick his brain about where he got the idea for literally a show. And I'm going to use a Seinfeldism here about nothing. Yeah. <laughs> because think about it. Well, that's what radio is pretty much, I, it I is. believe. But, but I mean, but, but think about this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You had no idea what his show was going to be about, but you listened. But that was the appeal. Mm-hmm. Bingo. You never know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. And I think back to some times working at competing radio stations. I'm working at WISN, <laughs> okay. driving around the WISN news car okay. for something, listening to WLS <laughs> in the of car. Of course. We and always we, did that. We always did. Yeah. We and, did. And what was funny. We know what we sound like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what was funny about it was he had on uh, mm. Super Dave Osborne is his brother, um, mm. Ooh, Albert. Um, I didn't know that. I don't know that. Um, Albert Brooks. There you go. Okay. Yeah, they're brothers. Yeah. Huh. And, Good um, friends of Jerry Seinfeld. Uh, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And he has Albert Brooks on. And this is when Steve and Gary were still together. I had to pull over. <laughs> and he was just in prime form. I was laughing so hard. Oh yeah. I, I couldn't drive the car. I thought I was going to pee in my pants. Oh I was just <laughs> laughing. And I couldn't tell you what the topic was, but it was just Albert Brooks going off. Yeah. And oh, that, and he was like talking about how he wanted to become a news person. Would you change your name? So, well, absolutely. My name will be Clark Harold. That's the perfect <laughs> newsman's name. Clark Harold. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. And he just, he killed it. And where would you take him for lunch or dinner? Uh, Come I, on, I, man! You got to take him to a buffet. Oh shoot! <laughs> well, not really. Okay, <laughs> that's a good point. He was a big boy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Steve I, Steve Dahl was like a radio's hockey game. You're not really sure what's going to happen, but you are almost sure he's going to derail somewhere along the game. Yes, and oh. that you were just waiting on it. Yeah, you're waiting for a fight to break out. And, and usually, Gary was the instigator. He would he would sort of jab at him a little bit, and then of course Steve would just take off. Yeah, yeah, oh. and, and yeah, and Gary was the um, Gary was the uh, I guess you want to call it uh, uh, the, the base point that kind of brought everything back mm-hmm. to because he let he would he would kind of poke Steve, <laughs> yes, and then Steve would go off, and Gary would just kind of listen to him and then kind of throw questions at him like, okay, so you do that too, huh? Yeah. What about that? What about that? <laughs> And, and, and then you'd hear Steve just warming up and, oh, but then I would do this. And, and I just, I was always in awe of how he had this unique knack to get other people, his wife, to call in. And I'm sure it was all set up, mm-hmm. but you had no idea it was set up. 
she went, you fat blubber. You know, and she, she, she would just go off on him. Yeah. And it was just amazing. Now, his son works I, at somewhere in Chicago, oh, last really? I heard. I didn't oh, know that. Fun. Yeah, one of, his, one of his boys. I think Matt uh, okay. works somewhere. And again, hmm. that, but that, I guess that would be the guy that I would go to. Cool. Um, I don't know. I'm a steak guy, so I'd want to go have a steak with the guy and there just let him go, go off. There yep. you go. Uh, yep. But that would be fun. We'll, would, we'll set that up for you. <laughs> yeah, we'll set that up for you. Uh, but see, yeah, hey, Scott, we'll get back to you on okay, this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> holding my breath. Call your people, yeah. yeah. Or I'll, I'll do it to this <gasps> way. Um, oh, you know who I bet knows him? Kipper, Kipper McGee. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's put it this way. Um, when you when you call me to tell me you got him, yeah. ask for Blue Boy. Because okay. I'll be the one in the corner holding my breath. Blue Boy. <laughs> nice. Well, Scott, thank you so much for coming in. You guys, this, this is fantastic. awesome. This uh, is absolutely <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Thank, thank you to you're both so of welcome. you. Scott yeah. McMahon, ladies and gentlemen. And on that note, we say bye-bye from the Storyteller Studio. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Storyteller's Studio in celebration of WROK Radio's 100th year in broadcasting.